haven't done this before. Oh yeah. So are there like rules or they? Um, no, well, there's not really. I mean, we're just two assholes that get together every couple <laughs> weeks. Thanks for inviting funny. this asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we love a guest. Well, we love a guest. Show. But yeah, no. All right, so we should actually introduce our show this time because yeah, the last couple times we forgot. We did forget. Hi, welcome to Stab Gab. We're your hosts, Donna. And Andrew. And we have a guest with us today. His name is Tim. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Tim is a dear friend of mine that I've known forever. And you're guest number two. Yeah. The first yes. one was my brother. Yeah. So whenever we have guests on, it's guest's choice. Yes. So, Tim, why don't you go ahead and let us tell everybody what movie we decided to watch this week. I picked a really crappy horror movie. <laughs> you, well, you're going to fit right in. <laughs> um, so, I, I also didn't make things easy on us because it's a trilogy. A trilogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I picked Poltergeist 3. MGM UA Home Video. It's here. The Supernatural. Super scary. Hands came out of the puddle. Super thriller. You made this happen. What do you want? You. Poltergeist 3. Experience it on video cassette. And Laserdisc 2. Yes, Poltergeist 3. Now, uh, I'm, I was just going to add for the record, uh, this was my first viewing of Poltergeist 3 and Poltergeist 2 because I had to get up to speed. So, yeah. so what, did I, you, what did you think? Uh, <laughs> it was not very good. <laughs> Yay! Tim, why don't you give us a rundown of the movie? Yeah. Okay, so we have to kind of go back to like 1 and 2 a little bit to oh, set yeah. it up. In 1, the Freeling family has moved into a house in the suburb called Cuesta Verde, which ah. means cost green in Spanish. Cool. <laughs> See, this, this um, podcast, we don't just make fun of stuff. We're also I, educational. I, I did not Google Translate yeah, any you're of going to, that. You're yeah. going to. I just Google Translated this today. <laughs> um, so they, um, they've, and they're in this like sort of quaint suburban tract house. Um, and a lot of, a lot of weird things start happening in the family. Chairs move across the floor and Carol Ann, their daughter, who's played by Heather O'Rourke, starts talking to the television. Anyways, the, the, it comes to find out that the, the house has been built on an old burial ground and it gets sucked into the void and the house disappears. In the second version, the family moves away from the house to live with the grandmother in Phoenix, Arizona. You get more of the backstory of why the house was sucked into this void. You find out that Kane, who is Reverend Kane, is living in the in the in the netherworld, <laughs> and he was a, a reverend in the 1800s who led an apocalyptic cult. Natch. And he, yeah. <laughs> as one does, yes, yes. Um, and he led his followers into a cave, which is where the Freeling House was, <laughs> to write out the apocalypse. Um, but when the apocalypse didn't happen, he just kept them down there, and they all starved to death. And so when he was, he was. 1800s version of Jonestown. Right, totally. (laughs) Um, And so then uh, he takes all of the the souls of his followers with him into Netherworld, and that's why they're going after the family. And for some reason, he's taking a special interest in Carol Ann, I think because she was born. She was born in in the the house. house. Right, right, right. So in in two, you find more out about that backstory. I have a friend who's about (laughs) to give birth to a kid. 
and she wants to give a, a home birth. Oh, oh my God, I should make oh sure she Tell checks her not out. Make, don't make sure your there's nothing buried. You better find a parapsychic to make sure, that, or like an old <laughs> Indian dude to make sure that yeah. there's nothing wrong. Yeah, or Ruben Zeld- Ru- yeah. Zelda. Zelda Rubenstein. Zelda Rubenstein. Ruben Zeldenstein. Her cousin Ruben Zeldenstein should come by and look after that baby um, when I, she's born. I believe her name is Tangina. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was calling her Orangina. I was calling her Orangina the whole time. But I promise I'm at my house watching these movies in preparation and I'm just like making up my own jokes to myself to amuse I'm like, I'm like, Orangina! And like the intent now I love a good Tangina. Yes. So, so we can call her Tangina. I also thought I was worried I was going to start calling her Tangina as well. So, yeah. I kind of like Tangina better. All right. So Tangina, yes. I mean, I felt like they should have named her, her own, her own name is so cool. Zelda mm-hmm. Rubenstein. It's pretty like fucking awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Amazing. Yeah, I was like, I feel like you. Yeah, you're right. You like, why do you even bother making up like a psychic name? She already has one. And Zelda Rubenstein as herself. Yeah, yeah, she was like, it was either this or I was gonna open up a psychic business. <laughs> yeah. It was either acting or yeah. psychic. I mean, I, I, she was. I thought she was great in these movies, even though she yes. had, was nominated for uh, Golden Raspberry and the second one and the third one. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, I think my favorite is her portrayal of another similar character in Teen Witch. Oh, oh, oh. shit, I forgot she's in Teen yeah, Witch. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen Teen Witch. Yeah, she was... Uh, like, oh Sabrina's God. a Teen Witch or something No, else? this has know. nothing to do with that. It's, <laughs> Help me out here, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's not horror, so we can't watch I it on know. here, but it is... It is. Oh. Alright, um, we're not okay, here to so talk anyways, about Teen Witch. Right, right, right. So, so, let's go to the third the third one. So, Which is um, what we're all here for. Which we're all, all here for. So, P3, P3. Should I give like a, a short synopsis or should I like? It's just like a short rundown and then we can go through the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Give us your, as we, we sometimes say, give us the back of the VHS, oh, yeah, the back box, of the VHS box synopsis. Okay, so, um, so um, <laughs> the only two people that from the original two Poltergeist films that show up in the third one are Zelda Rubenstein and Heather Arwork. Carol Ann is sent to Chicago, the big city, Chicago, Chicago, by her parents to attend a school for uh, gifted and emotionally disturbed children. <laughs> it's like the X Men kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm yes. just like, what a great name for a school. <laughs> so they send her to Chicago because that's where um, Diane, who's Carol Ann's mother. Um, her sister lives there, Pat, with her new husband, Bruce, played by 80s heartthrob daddy, Tom Skerritt. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, th- was going to say, I was going to introduce him as the man, the myth, the mustache. I know. And yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and their older daughter, Donna, who's played by Laura Flynn Boyle. And so they uh, they send her off there. Carol Ann attends this school. It's kind of run by this uh, smarmy, unlikable doctor <laughs> like named Dr. Such Seaton. a dick. I actually <laughs> even huge. wrote that in my notes. I just yeah. wrote, the shrink is a real dick. He's a yeah. real dick. To his yeah. wife, too. To Tell everyone. I I'm think... just like, you're supposed to be helping kids. Yeah. And yeah. also, she's a kid. Why are you being such an asshole there? And I was thinking that was <laughs> an extra impressive feat, because you normally hire Tom Skerritt to be a dick in movies. And I, thought, I was like, Tom Skerritt? <laughs> He's like kind of the nicest person in the he movie. He is. He actually cares more about Carol Ann than her uh, blood-related aunt. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's yeah. Right fucking... Who, by the way, is Nancy Allen. Yes. yes. Who has also done previous horror work in Carrie. Oh, she was she the, was one of the mean teens. She was the mean yeah. teen who plotted the whole pig's blood fiasco. See, I didn't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. And uh, girlfriend of John Travolta's character. Mm, yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. I think she was for a long time 
uh, either their girlfriend or wife of Brian De Palma. Uh, Brian De Palma. So, um, um, they actually make a little Carrie joke in the movie. Oh, do they? What? Yeah. What? Tom Skerritt makes a little Carrie reference. Oh, I don't know. Like, if I oh, I can't remember exactly what he said. But it's like a little hat tip. Oh, wow. I wish he turned to the camera and winked and then, like <laughs> stroked his mustache. Or like, like a little, like a little glint off of his cheek. I'm break, breaking that what fourth wall. <laughs> you are, you are, yeah. yeah, he would. It would be a, a, a poltergeist. Hey, everyone, we're in on the joke. Back to our regular schedule. That could have been poltergeist for breaking the fourth wall. Could mm. have been that could, if they made one more. So Carolyn's going to this school for gifted and emotionally disturbed children, and <laughs> Pat kind of thinks that like her sister just dumped their kid on her because they couldn't deal with her anymore, and the school is just sort of a ruse. The doctor does a lot of like um, you know examining of the children with other professionals behind. Uh, Use air quotes uh, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> highly trained professionals. Yeah. <laughs> behind a one-way mirror. Yeah. Um, and he's taken a special interest in Caroline. He's diagnosed her with mass hypnosis, right. which yeah. I, like, talk like, a, like the fakest fucking. And it's just like she's you, like ten. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you just saw a dead hand come through your table and throw a coffee mug against the wall. I love yeah. how you're like that ten-year-old made me see that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like um, he's also like you know she's not carrying a pocket watch around and like w- like wicking it at people's faces or anything. It's like it's she's not you know clearly she's not. Hypnosing, is that a phrase? She's yeah, not hypnosing anyone. Hypnosing anyone. <laughs> she's not hypnosing anyone. <laughs> and so we've sort of established like the setup. Can I say something real quick though? Sure. I wish that our listeners could see what I'm actually about to do, but you're just only gonna have to listen to it. Um, in the very beginning of the movie, Carol Ann is sitting on her bed playing with her speak and spell, yeah, which yeah. is the exact oh, same speak and spell that I have. Oh, I just pulled it out from behind oh, my back. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> have you always had this? This yeah. is your whole life. That's long? my that's my speak and spell. Oh, from amazing. When I was a kid. Does, Does it work? work? Let me see. Does it still turn on? No, it doesn't. Okay. Oh, shit. It did for a long time. Oh, this is oh I finally died. It only oh. it only took like 30 years. Oh. <laughs> it's like I've spelled all the words. Yeah. No more. There I am done. <laughs> I am what done. was the word I kept trying to spell? And it was like the word, it was like the, it's a P word. It kept coming. Parakeet. parakeet. Oh, right. Yeah. Which would be a reference back to the first movie because there's a dead parakeet, right? In the first movie. What? Is there yes. not? Am I making that up? I think you're making that up. I all right. Remember. Scratch that. <laughs> um, you guys remember the dead parakeet at the beginning? You're like know? my mom. When my mom describes me, she's like, oh, is that the one where she flies? And I'm like, what are you even talking about? It comes to come to find out that because the smarmy Dr. Seaton kept invoking the poltergeist, for some, and this is a really weak plot, plot point, I think, that it somehow makes uh, Reverend Kane come back yeah. and follow mm-hmm. Caroline. Like they um, thought that they killed thought, him yeah, or yeah. banished him in the uh, second one. Right. Yeah. Tangina has a psychic, one of her psychic premonitions and realizes that Cain is back. And so she flies out to try and save Carol Ann and the family from Cain. So Cain um, starts tormenting the family. And one night when Bruce and Pat are at a fancy uh, gallery opening um, at the gallery that Pat works at. And Donna, who was supposed to be taking care of Carol Ann, goes to a party in the same building. Teenagers. Right. I um, love how this movie never leaves the building. It, uh, <laughs> so We should convenient. talk about that. The location yeah. is going to be important. And Carol Ann finds out that Kane is back. She runs into the parking garage. She falls down a puddle, which is a portal <laughs> into the netherworld. Yeah. Donna and her love interest Scott. God, his well, hair. Oh my god. He did the hair did he? so bad. It looked it reminded me of like Richard Simmons. I thought he kind of, this is really dating myself, but I think he kind of looks like Slim Goodbody. He does look like that's, Slim Goodbody. Right, that's really no, good. he does. <laughs> like I could totally see him in a leotard a leotard that shows that what your guts look like. Yeah, which one are you? 
You think he's cute? I think I he's cute if he's got the hair. I can't get past yeah, like a nice face, yeah. I feel, you know. He reminded me of Tom Hanks in Bosom Buddies. Uh, yeah, Kip, the Kip, same hair. Uh, you know, Kip, was it Kip Henderson? I forget their names. Uh, Kip Winger, is that it? Kip <laughs> <laughs> So, so, yeah, so audience, he's a combo of Slim Good Body, Richard Simmons, and That hair season. is just so awful. And yeah. also, not only is it just, like, so bad, period, but I'm like, you are too young for such a terrible haircut. I know. Oh, that's like a middle-aged man's haircut. It was the '80s. That's how we. That's how we casted. That's how we cast teenagers, though. Back then, is that you would probably get someone who was like all 32. The, all those. Yeah. All those like secondary character teens are such bad actors. Oh, in yeah. This movie. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And the wardrobe stylist, like, obviously, just went totally <laughs> nuts at like a chess king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like over accessorized. Like yeah. everyone's wearing a fucking brooch. Like, or to, or maybe they were, they were allowed to dress themselves, but their direction. <laughs> Was okay, ladies. I want you to dump out your jewelry box and put everything on and mm-hmm. be on set by 9 a.m. Right, right. Anyways, <laughs> we, di- we digress. So, um, so magical puzzle. Slim, slim, good body gets, gets, gets ejected out of the netherworld from the 44th floor swimming pool. Is like covered in like frozen like ectoplasma. Yeah, and says, you know, they've got Carolan, they've got Donna once uh, um, Pat and Bruce leave the party and then Tangina shows up to help them out. How'd she get in the building? How did she get in the building? She yeah. showed up. She like her magic powers, probably. Yeah. Yeah. She had that necklace. She had that magical necklace. She had, she had a magical the necklace. Ne- the necklace yes. had sharp edges. Maybe she used it as a key, too. Um, <laughs> all that glass in that tower there and she probably like, cut her cut way her in. Cut like, like She drops down like a fucking ninja. And smarmy Dr. Seaton also shows up. And so... He shows up. My favorite thing, because he thinks he got a prank call at his house from Caroline. So he's like, I'm going to get my jacket and car keys. I'm going over that building. I'm like, what are you going to do? Beat the shit out of her? Yeah. Like, she's 10. I'm going to nip this in the bud, he says. I'm (laughs) I'm going to kill her. (laughs) I'm going to murder her. Just get her out of the way. And he tells his wife to, like, don't forget about the cilantro. Oh, yeah. It's such a weird line. Like, his wife is cooking dinner. He's like, like, yeah, and go easy on the cilantro. Like, just say you really, just say you really know he's a dick. Just say you know he's a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to his wife, then leaves to go yell at a child. Yeah, exactly. I have to leave in the middle of the night and go yell at a child. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Keep my dinner warm, woman. And he's trying to convince the gardener family. Family that like all of this psychic premonition stuff is like total BS and like it's and the fucking aunt seems to fall for it. For a she minute, does, and which even, is just like how could anyone think that you are like hallucinating? Them? Right. She just um, wants to bounce the kid. That's all she's. Doing. She's, yeah. she's willing to go along with any explanation that will get the kid out. of the house. Bruce is on the fence, and he ends up like saying, "Okay, let's go with Tangina's theory." <laughs> um, uh, then uh, there, Zelda gets taken to another world. Her body turns into a corpse, and then Laura Flynn Boyle like comes out through the corpse, which must have been a really fun scene to like do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's actually not Donna; it's the evil Donna. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And you Donna. can see. Do you notice when she crawls out of? Out of uh, Tangina. 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 Like, just, wouldn't it be great if she like <laughs> came out of her vagina? <laughs> out of Tangina's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the letters that are on the back of her jacket, they're yeah. backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh, because you know. she's a she's the reflection person. Oh, I thought that's probably just because because there's so many like people doing things and the reflections doing thing. I just wondered if they yeah, no, the she jacket. crawls out of the tan uh, out of tangina when she comes out of the tangina. When she comes out of the tangina, <laughs> covered in in mucus, and they, <laughs> they throw her in the bathtub, in and then she screams, Carolyn, Carolyn, like over and over again. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I get it already. Like, <laughs> Yes. Um, a little factoid that was on the inner turds. Um, Carol Ann is said 121 times. Wow. In, movie. in wow. just that movie, yeah. not even the other no. ones. Oh my God. Just one movie. It was said 121 times. That's crazy. They should just call the movie Carol Ann. Okay. Hold your three. Carol Ann. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carol Ann, Carol Ann. Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> like, like, like the, like the letters in the logo go back and yeah. disappear. They go like, Carol Ann. One, ter- one, one girl's journey from Chicago to the other world. <laughs> And me- meanwhile, um, <laughs> Dr. Seaton follows who he thinks is Caroline into the elevator. He sees a, a glowing le- red light coming out of the elevator, um, which, of course, has mirrors in it. Right. Factor very heavily in this movie. On mirrors. Um, she's in the elevator. He's trying to get the door to open. Mm-hmm. No, he finally opens up the doors for, like, the third time. But he realizes the elevator isn't there anymore. And Evil Donna pushes him in and kills yeah. him. And then Evil Donna meets up with Evil Scott. And they make out. And then he rips the flesh off her face. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then they run off into the sunset. In some cultures, <laughs> in some cultures, that's a proposal. Right, yeah. right. Uh, rip my face. If you really love me, you'll rip my face off. <laughs> that's how you know it's real love. It's in, uh, instead of exchanging rings, uh, in some cultures, they exchange faces. Tom Skerritt and, and Nancy <laughs> Allen are running around trying to, to find Carol Ann. They go into the building's kitchen and into a meat locker um, <laughs> and all the like meat that's hanging up like the pigs and the cows start mooing and oinking which I think is really cool that was good <laughs> that was awesome that was which I think is really <laughs> cool <laughs> That was, that was actually my favorite part of the whole movie. I watched it five times. I was like, this is great. Rewind. Um, it's creepy. And then uh, yeah. like, that part is creepy. Um, a hose turns on and a wall of, out of a wall of water from the hose, um, Tan- Tangina comes out and she she's hands She's dry them. and she's completely she's dry. dry. Yeah, that's a dry Tangina. <laughs> <laughs> she hands she hands and from the dry can she <laughs> emerges she, a spiky necklace she, she gives uh, Bruce the amulet and she says outside in outside in Right? Yeah, yeah, outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The amulet allows them to escape from the horrors in the meat locker. <laughs> they run downstairs to the uh, parking garage, which is completely frozen over. Right. They start getting run over by like um, mid '80s sedans. <laughs> yeah, haunted sedans. <laughs> the haunted sedans. Yeah, yeah. Poltergeist Four, haunted um, sedan. <laughs> they're they're cornered, and then Bruce shouts out, "What do you want?" And then Kane's driving one of the cars, and he goes, "You." Um, <laughs> Isn't it amazing that Kane knows how to drive a car, considering that he died in the 1800s? Yeah, yeah. Food for thought. He should have been a scene where he's like, he's like, where are the horses? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he like hits the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
It's not moving. Um, He's like, when they said horsepower, I thought they meant oh, literally. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's no, it's no tangina. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do. It'll do. It'll do. <laughs> um, then, I guess, wait, something happens, and like the then all the frozenness of the garage goes yeah, away. Yeah, and then, kind then of, like, They kind of glaze over. There's a lot of that. There's right. a lot of looking around and seeing stuff frozen and then turning back and, and it's and all And that's when they all, all of a sudden they're just like out of fucking nowhere they're like it's over we it's won over, and yeah. it's like why what it's makes like, you think that I actually even wrote that down too it's like what right. makes you so think right that now. and then they then the, and then a car drives up and they're like oh no but it's actually guess what it's sassy black co-worker yep. oh 80s <laughs> and your subtle racism yeah yeah she had a Mercedes uh, Mercedes <laughs> emblems as she did. I think she was driving Mercedes too. yeah I liked she her really loves that Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. So much that she needs and a power. She's like, oh, she's you two newlyweds. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. in like a, but in a sassy way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was the 80s. Yeah. But, uh, I, well, I mean, uh, they even had, at the gallery opening, they were serving sushi and they had all of the wait staff was wearing fucking <laughs> rising sun headbands <laughs> yeah. on their heads. Yeah. And I'm just like. Well, also the music playing during that scene was, yeah. it was a little funky, but there was also a lot of like, you know, that like. It was like sushi. So exotic. Well, in the eighties it was. Yeah. Somebody really. Molly Ringwald brought it to school. And everyone was like, "You rich freak." Yeah, yeah. And then, so they think it's over with, and then they go up to the apartment because they think everything's back to normal. But then the elevator like plummets like forty floors. Right. Um, and Kane's in the mirror, so Kane's up to his dirty tricks again, just just like <laughs> oh, Angina said. And, <laughs> oh, then, and then it goes up to like the 98th floor, 99th floor, between those two floors, and they, they remember that Tangina said outside in, so they like go outside of the building into uh, one of those power window washing things. Yeah. And what happens to Tom Skerritt I forget. He, he throws himself into the... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He so he's the... not there anymore, and it's only Pat. Yeah. So she yeah. she throws something against the outside glass of the window into her apartment, which was Caroline's room, mm-hmm. to try and um, save her family because only love is going to save the day. Love saves yeah, the they, day. they rip a page from the end of Poltergeist too, and it's all like the power of family love will save you or something. Yeah. This is also sort of weak. Yeah. 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 It's like, and she's like, I love you, Carol Ann. Right. You are my family. Yeah. You and And Donna and Bruce. You don't really love me. Yeah. 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 And she she tries to run away, and then Pat yells after her some more, and then she turns around and she's got a scary face, and she's like, Go away. It's Kane. Again. Yeah. 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 Christ is a small child. Right. So then she goes inside the apartment, which is, of course, all frozen over again. Which looks really cool. That was <laughs> You're like, I'm like getting design maker. ideas. <laughs> um, like, oh my god, um, your room looks like a meat locker. I love right, it. I love Couch made out of ice? <laughs> um, and her family are all corpses there. She ends up getting the amulet to ward off Kane. And Zelda comes out and says that, you know, you don't need this family. Um, you just you just need me to take you into light. So yeah, which I'm just like, why didn't you fucking do this in Poltergeist 1? Yeah. Yeah. You could have yeah, saved right? everyone a lot trouble. of... You could have saved this fucking house. You're, you're stepping right. on one of my three key takers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. 
<laughs> and just like this family ruined their house. So then, so then they walk into the light together, and her family comes back, and they all embrace and sing. And the end. Yes, the and at the end, end, but maybe I should Ooh. save this for one of my key takeaways. So. Oh right. Okay. 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 Um, there definitely, there was another stupid movers moment in, in this movie. Like Remember when they were, mirror. yeah, like just like a mirror, mirror. It was, uh, when they were bringing in the, when they were bringing in all the stuff for the terrible art show. Oh, right. And they're like, don't put that there. It's just like every, like every movie that has movers in it, the movers are treated like complete imbeciles. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. totally incompetent. <laughs> this movie also had a where she's moving around the um, uh, postmodern uh, neo, neo-representational like, Japanese art. Yeah, it yeah. looked like it looked actually like what was what's that human bodies exhibit? Oh yeah, like the living body. Yeah, or something like you know that. what I'm talking about. <laughs> just to just to clarify, we should say Nancy Allen's character is a art curator. I guess that's yes, her job. Yes, she owns yeah. a, she gallery. owns the gallery. In the building. And the gallery's in the building. Mm-hmm. And, and the building they all live in. Now you guys are it's both from Chicago. Former Chicagoans. Yes. It's the John Hancock. It's the John it's Hancock like, building. So like they're just basically they're presenting it as if it's this mega building of like it's an apartment building and a mall. Well, the and first a few floors of the John Hancock are like okay. mall. Well, no, but but they're not. They're like out. They're like. I mean, there's shops in the building, yeah. in the actual building. But they play. They play off the building in the movie like it's a new build. And Bruce is like the building's developer or like yeah. the manager or something. And so his office is also in the building. Yeah. But then they go. They exit the building through a shopping mall, and there's like a like a canned uh, speech on the speakers, like you know. A twenty a building for the twenty first century. Yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. Like you know, yeah. elevators carrying twenty thousand people a day. Um, <laughs> but that, but the John Hancock building was built. Elevators. <laughs> the John Hancock <laughs> building was built in nineteen sixty nine. But there's also there's also things that are true about how they portray the building because there is a swimming pool on the forty fourth floor. That's oh. true. Oh. Okay. It um, is the that. tallest. It's the highest enclosed swimming pool in, in North America. I didn't know there was a pool in mm-hmm. Hancock. It has its own postal address. It has its own post office. It does have a super market. Wait, the pool does? Has its own postal address? No, no, no. It's its own zip One pool way. Hancock building One Chicago. pool to rule them all. But I think, I think the location, that's why I think this movie is interesting because you don't really see horror movies in skyscrapers. In modern architecture. Modern architecture. It's like... You know what my feeling was watching this movie? Because I, like, I knew that it took place, the only thing I knew about this movie before we watched it was that it took place in the Hancock building. I didn't realize that like it was going to be so focused on the building the whole time that I felt like since there were so many times they were going into like kitchens and air shafts and and elevators, I kept thinking I was like, this is kind of like if Poltergeist met Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, it makes you think that Die Hard meets like um like the Towering Inferno. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yeah. It's yeah. like, and it's a it's a very specific kind of horror. Just like I think that the first two are definitely the first Poltergeist, but somewhat the second one has to do with the suburbs mm-hmm. and that was new at the time too yeah I think like Spielberg who did who directed the first movie was was trying to kind of hone in on like the like placidness of the suburbs and like how everything's supposed to be normal and happy but like under the surface there's all this like trauma yeah. and like dysfunction um, which you which you don't really see in horror movies a lot either yeah. Um, this is like a couple years before Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. which is a, another suburban flick, um, right. horror flick. But this was really like the first series that did 
horror in the suburban environment. And then yeah. the third one doing horror in like a skyscraper, I think is, is unique. Yeah. The, uh, the joke of the original movie, or, or I think people said at the time, was they said, um, because uh, both E.T. and Poltergeist came out the same summer, uh, some people sort of had the idea that it was Steven Spielberg doing uh, both versions of the same idea, which is a monster comes to suburbia, and some people were like, and in E.T. it's the what happens oh, yeah. when the monster is nice, and then in Poltergeist, what, what happens when the monster is evil. So right. this, flip side of the same idea. Of the three, this definitely felt like a, tr- like a true horror movie. Like, Poltergeist yes. 1 and 2... It's very uh, Spielbergian. Mm. Like, there's definitely like a like. Not to say that like Poltergeist Three is going to be giving me nightmares, right? <laughs> but there's definitely something like very like cute and Steven Spielberg-ish about one and two. Whereas it's very, this um, one, even the beginning, even the credits, like right at the beginning, it just right. you feel like you're in a horror movie. Yeah, I felt Poltergeist One. It was very. Um, it's like scary stories you would tell each other when you were a kid. Like, oh no, the, you know, the tree is going to eat you, or your toys are going to get you. So, so I agree. It's very um, not childish, but um, but you know, sort of all ages. Yeah, like this is scary. like a scary movie for the family. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And this one, I think they drop an f bomb in Poltergeist Three. So that's how you know. I Which came do you guys think? scarier came from two or uh, came from three well we should explain this because just in case people don't know so yeah. there was a guy Julian Beck Julian Beck who played um, the evil scary Reverend Kane in the, in the second movie and he was very ill when they made the movie so he's he's not only playing it in a very frightening way but he he really looked you know he was very sick so he, he had was a very, very gaunt yes. by the time he was um, yeah. filming for and then he ended up dying of stomach cancer shortly yeah. after two was filmed yeah yeah, yeah. so it, in this movie it's it's played by Nathan Davis yes so it's the same character and they just hire a guy and they put him in a lot of makeup to look like what the other guy looked like I thought in two he's really creepy He's yeah. very scary yeah. too. Yeah. I think he. I'm more scared by Poltergeist Two's Kane. Interesting uh, fact about Julian Beck that I find out. I found out when I was researching. Yes. He was um, in an open marriage with his wife. Mm-hmm. He was bisexual. He and his wife both were having a relationship with a, a man named Lester Schwartz, who was a shipyard worker and also the third husband of Andy Warhol. Wow! <laughs> All right. Wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, he was because he was part of the Julian Beck was part of the New York theater scene. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's a way scarier Kane, and I think maybe that's because they're they're they didn't really have to put much makeup on him. Right. Whereas there's just so much makeup on Kane in three. Yeah, the other guy like it looked like they were like prosthetics. Well, in three, he's almost exclusively living in like the the other world, whereas he becomes yeah. flesh and blood. Yeah. Creepy in the second one. I kept waiting for him to walk around in the third one, and right. you're right. You just sort of see him in in reflections almost the entire. I mean, this whole movie, it's there's such the motif is just is reflections. Mirrors, lots yeah. of mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a good thing for Kane that it's the '80s and people love to decorate with mirrors. '80s was really his time period. Yeah, it really and was. Just like there's no shortage of mirrors <laughs> or large automobiles. Right. God, man, if I had a fucking like mirrored room like that I'd be tacking up blankets everywhere that's just too much like I gotta go out in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom God knows when I'm gonna fucking see it's the illusion of space I know I know know. and if you're living in a big giant huge awesome Chicago giant building you wanna feel even more Huge yeah, you, and giant you're and like, awesome. you're like, it's not yeah. enough that I just live in this fantastically wonderful huge building. I yeah. need more. And the pool's a giant reflecting. So, oh, well, that that puddle and was that, that also puddle? Yeah, it's a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, did you feel freaked out that there was a character in the movie named Donna? Uh, 
You're like, I accept that there are I accept it. I accept that there's other Donnas out there in the world. So you relate more to the evil Donna or the good Donna? Hmm. I mean, it really depends on what I had for breakfast that day. I really wish someone would just... I really wish my husband would just peel off my face. Yeah, I mean, I've already accepted the fact that Dave will never love me as much as Slim Good Body. So that's just how it goes. A girl, can't, a girl can't have everything. No, no. Um, no I, I accept the fact that there's other Donnas out there. I suppress the urge to kill them all. That's Eric. Kill them all. <laughs> should we talk about the curse of the poltergeist? Yes, we should Donuts. talk about the curse. Yes. It's taken three it's... people. It took. It's it's actually taken one person per movie. And and forced weird rewrites of the films. Mm-hmm. Dominic Dunn in Poltergeist One. Yeah. Yes, Julian she, Beck. Wait, let's start with well, let's start on the Dominic Dunn. So she was yeah. strangled by her ex boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. Which is awful. Right. Yeah. He actually is um, out of prison. Oh wow. Which is, is? really fucked. Oh, that's that horrible. Crazy. He didn't serve that much time. I think he served like five or so years yeah. in jail and like that was it. So they had to play it off that she was away at college in the second film. Did they say that? I don't think they even... I don't even think they said that. I think... No, uh, I think they just, like, totally skipped over the fact that they had a third kid. Yeah, they just... Yeah. When these movies were made, it was sort of that, like... I mean, video was starting to become a thing, but it wasn't huge yet. So you could kind of get away with that back then, where, like, it had been a couple years since someone had seen a movie, so, like, your memory isn't that fresh. So, yeah, they they just commit to the idea of, we have two kids. They just just never mention that there there was a third daughter. What eldest daughter? Yeah, so, so, um, but it's, I mean, but the circumstances are horrible, obviously, but, yeah. yeah, He didn't serve much time. I think he's, like, a chef, and he's still, like, he has a restaurant. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. I don't want to go there. She's the niece of uh, Joan Didion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's Griffin Dunn's uh, sister. Sister. Right? Mm-hmm. And is it Dominic Dunn? Dominic Dunn is her dad. Da- daughter. Yeah. I, I didn't know who Didion was. She was married to John Dunn, who okay. is, or was her uncle. Dominic and John were brothers. All right. So then in the second one, you have Julian Beck, who mm-hmm. dies shortly right. after stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. And then in this final one, Heather O'Rourke was yeah. sick during the filming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was... I, I don't know if they knew 100% what she had, but she ended up getting some sort of... Um, Septic shock. Yeah. They thought she had Crohn's disease, but it was misdiagnosed. It was like a blockage, like a digestive blockage Ugh. or something, so... Yeah, because it's funny, like, when you watch the movie, like, I know that was, I did know that about this movie. I knew that Heather O'Rourke had died before they finished it. So, like, when you watch, it, it is interesting watching the movie because she is, even more so than the first and second one, I would say she is the main character of the third movie. Yeah. And you notice as you get about 40 minutes or a half hour or so towards the end of the movie that she really does, dis- she disappears and like Tom Skerritt sort of becomes the main character a little bit more than he was in the opening and and, and I, I think a lot of that had to do with um, you know because I think they had to end up doing some reshoots or something yeah, yeah. Um, of the end and, and you do notice that basically she kind of disappears from the movie and if you see her like it's only you only see her like from behind in the distance yeah because well, they had they did have to they refilmed the ending and it changed a little bit and oh. so in the 
at the very end scene when the family embraces, you see her from the back. Yeah, it's yeah, not her. From, yeah, I it's noticed a, that. Uh, yeah. st- it's a stand-in. Yeah. 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 They, told, they told Tom Skerritt and t- Nancy Allen, apparently, they, they said don't do any interviews about the movie because they didn't want to sound like they were exploiting a child's death. So they, right. the film was already at a disadvantage because they couldn't. They felt bad about promoting it mm-hmm. and talking about it right. because of Heather Work's death. And then also it was kind of a shitty movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that one-two punch. Right. <laughs> all, all three of the people that died, though, that we just listed off, this was all of their last movies. Mm. So Dominic Dunn had, did a couple TV shows after this, but this was her last feature-length film. Mm. Uh, Julian Beck, this was his last film, period. And same with Heather O'Rourke. Mm. Man. Yeah. Was yeah. the Hancock building ever in another another movie after this, or just a, I don't cool. know. I don't think so. <laughs> that was the last movie for the John Hancock. <laughs> we cut we cut that right. That, that did not work. That did not work. You and I went there last year. We we were visiting friends in Chicago and went to the bar. Oh, at the we top. went to the yeah. We went to the bar at the top, and nice. I remember it being like super fancy when I was twenty and broke, and we went up to the bar at the top, That's and we were so like, shitty. it's so shit. How it is? It's like cheesy '90s fancy. Oh, right. it's called like hand cocktails. Oh, it should be what a missed opportunity. That would be a great bar name for that. What a missed opportunity. (laughs) Good going, Hancock building. Isn't it not called that anymore? Are they trying to put something like No, you're thinking of uh, uh, the something? Sears Tower. Oh, okay. It's called the Willis, Willis Tower. Willis Tower. Yeah. Willis Tower, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to point out one thing I thought was kind of cool. There is a point where, I think you'd said, where the, the Nancy Allen sees her whole family, but she sees, like, their corpses or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Reverend is making her see things, so you see sort of a crispy... Tom Skerritt on the ground. What was really great was that it maintained the mustache. <laughs> like, we have to make sure that you know this is Tom. Yeah, Skerritt. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It, it, like it had his hair, and it had, and then the mustache is on there, while the rest of it is completely burned to a crisp. And you're Can you imagine and, gluing that on? Like, yeah, on that, like a corpse body. <laughs> mustache wrangler. The, the mustache is a little crooked. <laughs> Get the mustache right, folks. Yeah, I know it's like was, over the loudspeaker. Um, the mustache is a little crooked. I I know this was uh, pre uh, CGI in movies, but it would have been great if they like if it they'd done like a mo- uh, mocap uh, Tom Skerritt, and they're like we put all the you know the green leotard and the balls on his face, and we had to like put individual uh, you know, <laughs> tiny little balls in his mustache so we could then later computer you know accurately manipulate it, make manip- it look like there's wind yeah. blowing through it, <laughs> wind in the mustache. Well, when I remember seeing Poltergeist three as a kid, I was like really envious of like the Gartner characters and like I. Didn't I didn't want to, I'm like, I don't want my future to be like Stephen and Diane. I want to live like Bruce and Pat. <laughs> I want... I want to the high rise I life. want to live in the, the sexy high rise and go to sexy parties the, and eat sushi and, and eat sexy sushi, sushi. <laughs> sexy sushi <laughs> I'm like because they were just like kind of stylish and like you know like, he does wear a tux through most of the does. films I yeah. love that Aunt Trish doesn't want to be called Trish she wants to be called Pat because she thinks Pat is fancier and I'm like they yeah. both suck sorry yeah. girlfriend <laughs> yeah neither one of them are fancy in fact if I were you I would go with Trish because Pat is like Pat. Also, like, Aunt Pat. They bring that up as if it's going to be this huge plot point. They're like, now remember, everybody, don't call her Trish. And at no point does she ever really genuinely get that upset that anyone ever. They call her Trish, and Tangina crawls out of her body. (laughs) She she gets so so angry that a Tangina just comes 
just in half. Right Tangina so. crawls out, or Tangina crawls out of Nancy Allen's vagina. <laughs> so Don't de- call me Trish. So de classe. So de classe. <laughs> That's a deep cut for anyone who may watch the film. Watch the movie. Started. You'll find yeah. out what de classe Bul- means. Yeah, watch Bolter Guys too. You learn your See, speaking spell isn't the only thing that teaches you about words in Bolter Guys too. Spell de classe. Yeah. <laughs> and I really wish that it still worked because we can like sample it. But can you put batteries in it? What? Does it come with batteries? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to open them. Look at all the ch- like the greasy childhood stains. Yeah. Like my greasy hand, like greasy. It's probably like like Long John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a speak and spell too, and I think we had a math and a math, math and spell. spell or math and speak. Math and lawyer. It's right. Speak math. Math and speak. Do maths. How do you spell too? T O O. Wrong. Um. So, are we ready? I think so. I actually have to formulate two other. Uh, I came a little unprepared with uh, three. I only only watched the movie today, so I have to. Uh, but, I took, yeah, I have like maybe one takeaway. <laughs> Should we combine our powers? But then I then I have like a few. All right. So what are we gonna do? Are we gonna do like you do five key takeaways? <laughs> <laughs> three key takeaways. From Donna plus two for my unprepared <laughs> co-host. Well, you did. You did, you already spoke about my one takeaway. I know. I still hear. Yeah, was that the take- only one that you had? Yeah. Well, that was the one I had formulated. I can probably I can make up two other ones as as we go. All right. Well, I'm gonna start. Okay. Okay, Donna, you're the best prepared. For, uh, yeah, I am the for, best prepared. <laughs> what is your key takeaway number one for um, three? What happened to Scott? Uh, was <laughs> that your You horror? took my, t- my, own, my only takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> Whoa! You each only had one and I took both of them. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Donna's 3 k Yeah, this is now my show. You guys can go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Old timey door closing sound yeah, effect exactly. right now. <laughs> Bye, guys. Now that I'm alone. Yeah, now that I'm alone, I'm going to talk about this movie for another hour. Wait, was the last we saw Scott when he was evil Scott? When he was evil Scott, away? that's it. Holy shit, I did not even notice And that. no one fucking cared. Like, like, Tom Skerritt and, and Nancy world. Allen, they didn't even bother to, like, they're yeah. like, oh, we got our kids back by like, me. I, I, I love you. I love my whole family. And Scott. And Scott. <laughs> hey, I'm the, pro, I'm the proto-audience member here, because I, I did not notice that Scott exited the picture at that point yeah. in its entirety. Like, Maybe Scott and Donna back. came back, he but came they both back as, people. He came back as Slim Goodbody. He was wearing that weird, like, his, all his organs are on the outside. <laughs> he was like, it's not just my face I want to rip off, it's all of my body skin. Body, he just, like, yeah. scrutin' and was yeah. like, oh my god, it's Slim Goodbody! <laughs> yeah, where the fuck's Scott? Scott totally got left behind. He doesn't even get a last name in the movie, no. it's just Scott. Yeah. I would imagine Scott was a victim of the reshoots of the movie, I, I, I would figure, I mean... Maybe maybe Scott figured into whatever. Someone should make a video like that dude that made the Porkins video. It's just like <laughs> Scott in the background, like walking behind like Donna, Carolyn, and, and Tom here like, as they come through Tito? the they come through the as they come through the mirror. Scott's like, I'm okay, everyone, I'm here. He's like, Don't worry, I'm fine. I know you're all 
worried about Scotto. I'm okay. <laughs> Tim, what about you? What about what? <laughs> What's your key take? I just told you. I know. <laughs> You're like, my key takeaway is don't let Donna uh, take all my key Don't let Donna go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that can be legit. But yeah, that's a legit key takeaway. Yeah. Don't let Donna yeah. go first. Um, Andrew. Um, sexy you... parties. Another takeaway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or boring you, parties like that first party that the teenagers are having. Oh yeah, why? I'm gonna string pretzels. The one girl was like stringing pretzels together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The teens party was really. She was playing really like. Uh, I wrote it? here in the notes, most boring party ever. Nice. <laughs> and we've seen some shitty so far in the. In because the, in the '80s, people loved to party. They loved to right. party. Oh, yeah. they loved to party. Want to party? Chips, dips, chains, whips. Yeah. <laughs> like party. <laughs> you were right though. They 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 were playing. Uh, was it like barrel monkeys or something with pretzels? Yeah. Is that the thing? I don't really even know what they were doing. I was that just what that's like, called. Like Connect a... the monkeys. What that's called? It's barrel full of monkeys. What is it? Barrel full, of Barrel full of monkeys. Thank you. It wasn't called they, Connect the Monkeys. They looked like gaming themselves. I think were, were, they, were they skinny dipping? I I, they all looked pretty neat. One guy who looked good. like Ducky from say, uh, some, oh yeah, with the hat. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to go naked skinny dipping. But they all look kind of naked wrapped up in those tops. Yeah. There's know. a lot of clothes that we're gonna have to take off. They're gonna go naked skin. skin all, all their accessories. A lot of hats, scarves. All that chess king clothing. Just yeah. Throw it. <laughs> the, you know, They're like, jackets. is that a pile for the lost and found? <laughs> no, that's all the necklaces that were on one person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's one Mr. T's worth of necklaces right there. Um, did anyone? <laughs> <Cut>. <laughs> <laughs> it, took me, it took me a second. It's totally fine. Sorry. It's totally fine. <laughs> Do you want to record us laughing and smash <laughs> <watch> together? <laughs> Put in like a really fake laugh track. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah put it Catch in them together. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of, that, that sort of polite applause that you get. <laughs> Takeaway number two. Um, this is the first of two times that Lara Flynn Boyle plays a Donna. What? Yeah, she played Donna in Twin Peaks. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know Twin Peaks as well as other oh people. Oh my god, I'm Twin obsessed Peaks. with Twin Peaks. No, I know, I know you're a big fan. Yeah, so yeah, she was Donna in this movie, and then fast forward like like a year or two later, and let she's me, playing Donna in Twin Peaks. Let me ask you this. Hmm. In your own personal headcanon, mm-hmm. do you think her Donna moved from the Hancock Tower to live in Twin Peaks? Uh, the same way that Heather O'Rourke had to move from California to live in Chicago? No, totally different Donnas, because she has a, you you meet uh, Donna Hayward's parents in Twin Peaks. Okay. So it's not Tom Skerritt, right. and he is a, a doctor and not a, not a land developer. Okay. Right. Yeah, so to- totally different Donna. Two Donnas. Two Donnas. Two, two Donnas, one, one Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how pretty she was, too. She shouldn't have touched her face. Yeah, she's... So she could have she could have aged beautifully, I yeah, think. She's got some work done. Yeah, it's not. Was good. it work done or was it just like super emaciated at a certain point? Because I remember that. I remember. Well, she's very thin, but no, she's got a lot of work done on her face, and it's not 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 bueno. Right. Wonder. <laughs> I wonder. She'll if, definitely never guess on this. Podcast. I wonder if um, sometimes I wonder if she didn't get asked to do Twin Peaks because of. The re- the uh, the reboot because <laughs> David Lynch was just like I can't. <laughs> oh, is she not in the new one? Is no, it? she's not in the new oh, one. Oh, all right. Yeah. Do either one of you have a second one, or should I just keep going? <laughs> <laughs> well, my Zelda Rubenstein should have won an Oscar in Teen Witch. <laughs> That is a key takeaway. I would argue that's the key takeaway. Yeah, you've been planning that one? Yeah. <laughs> that's a takeaway. Yeah. Right. 
might be saying ways. I think it's shitty that the raspberry, <laughs> the magic raspberry, the golden raspberries, or whatever those goddamn fake ass words are, they shouldn't have given her a hard time for being in these movies. She's the best part of these she's movies. Yeah, she's so her. great. She's I love perfect. her. She shows up and she's like, you're not expecting to see her in a movie, and she's like, here I am. I'm gonna play myself. Yeah. <laughs> I like it because I I like that this movie gave a little more backstory to Zelda Rubenstein because when we see her like they when they intro her in the movie like you just see some tea being poured yeah. in a teacup and it spills over the rim mm-hmm. and it's filling up and they cut back and it's Tangina and she's just like she's like I have to go but what's great she's right. like she's right in the middle of like a, what looks like a really nice lunch right, or brunch right. or something yeah and then she's and, and, she, and she gives she gives Doctor Seat in hell she's just like you brought him back you yeah. brought you brought Kane back mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she like you know, and and she fully disappears into the to the other side this yeah, time. Yeah. So uh, I I see. Yeah, she's kind of the MVP of this whole movie. Yeah. So fuck you, Golden Raspberry. Or whatever <laughs> <call it>. <laughs> <laughs> she did more heavy plot lifting than uh, Tom Skerritt's mustache in this movie. <laughs> like, hey, don't don't go too far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a load bearing mustache. That thing. Does he still have his mustache? Skerritt. Yeah. It's such a trademark. Yeah. It's like a Tom Selleck. It's like Tom Selleck's mustache. Like you can't also get rid of that. Mark. Yeah, he's gonna die and with that mustache, and we know what he looks like <laughs> when he dies with the mustache. We will know what he looks like <laughs> when he dies. He's still got the mustache. Remember, Remember Tom Tom Selleck uh, sandwich waterfall. <laughs> that whole art project. Wow. It was Wait, so what? good. That was, meme was, that. that is a dank meme. Yeah. I don't remember this meme. So it was, Tell it's, me a, kids. it's exactly, it's old. It was like maybe 10 years ago. And okay. it is exactly what it sounds like. It's um, pictures of Tom Selleck. Okay. Like, uh, like photoshopped together with a sandwich in front of a waterfall. I don't remember this meme. I endorse it, but I, I think remember. the website is like Tom Selleck Sandwich Waterfall.com. Something okay. like that. It's more in, or maybe in it's innocent Waterfall San- Waterfall. Yeah. Is that like guys time. who look like Kenny Rogers? Waterfall Sandwich. Waterfall. What? Waterfall Sandwich? Selleck Waterfall Sandwich. Selleck Waterfall. All right. I'm going to go look this up when I get home. Yeah. I love a good out of date meme. It was an innocent time. I think Barack was still president. Barack was still president. We had Tom Selleck and Sandwiches. I just, my favorite old meme website was the guys who look like uh, KennyRogers.com. That's awesome. I don't remember that. It's just a website of guys who look like Kenny Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's your third takeaway? Um, My third takeaway, maybe I should have gone with this first. I should have led with this. I should have led with this. All right. Um, Remember when the kids went into the, or Donna and and Scott go into the grocery store to like steal snacks and beer? Yes. They're in the grocery store. They're the only people there. Why didn't they put, like, grab some bags? I was really annoyed oh, that they like, were like to bring their, their yeah. I was really annoyed that they were like carrying like awkwardly carrying like stacks of beer and like snacks under the armpits. It's just right. like you're you're in there. You're by yourselves. Grab a bag. Yeah, I mean, if they're willing to steal beer, it's less of a crime to steal. You guys, this I maybe it was because I was like kind of hungover yesterday, <laughs> but it really fucking bothered me. I was like, ugh, grab a bag. Maybe they're maybe they're being eco conscious. They were ahead of the times, you know. They yeah. were just like, oh right, like we. He went to grab one, and and Larflin boy was like, no, think of the children. Think of the, think of the dolphins. Yeah. All this plastic goes in the ocean. Yeah. I just want to point out, in the future, there's going to be a giant garbage patch in the middle of the (laughs) Pacific Ocean. Don't contribute to it. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they'd... I want to give Scott some points, though, because... Horror movie with a heart of gold. Scott is a nice guy, because this whole thing was, let's break into that store to steal beer. 
And when they come out, they have beer, but he also has a, a six pack of Coca Cola Classic. Yeah. yeah. And I like that because I was thinking, I was like, well, he's looking out for anyone who might not want to drink that. Now. And he said he was going to pay for it all. So he That's must right. have just like yeah. left money right. in front of the till or something. So um, Scott Goodbody's a good dude, is what I'm saying. He just has bad beer taste. He it, grabbed Coors. Coors like, yeah. Well, well yeah. I guess there wasn't a big craft beer scene in the 80s. No, no, no. And he needs a haircut. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't put the Coors light on him. I mean, that's, you know. That's where the house stocks the Dwayne Reed at the Hancock. I mean, I don't know, like maybe some old style? Grab an old style. That's a Chicago beer. I love how this particular podcast is 90% Scott. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to call this episode Scott. Scott or Geist. Yeah, Yeah. Scott. (laughs) Exclamation mark, Scott or Geist. (laughs) That hair was haunted, I'll tell you that. Scott, if you're out there, we want to know you're okay. I know. We can have him on the podcast. We cannot have Lara Flynn Boyle on podcast after. No, not after we said that. Well, I would like to say that I think that she would have aged beautifully without touching her face. Okay. When she does come on, that'll be our when first point. When she does come on, I'll when just be like, take the fillers out, girlfriend. <laughs> um, anyone else have a, a third one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all my key takeaways got taken. Do you want to talk more about your one that I stole earlier? The one that you did steal earlier, but it was. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you said it because I feel it's a good point. Which is that Zelda Rubenstein, she does show up at the end, and and in order to save the family, she's like, "I will help Kane walk towards the light." And then we've been told for three films now that the Beast, as as was the generic name for what we later learned, was Reverend Kane. That the beast was, you know, was uh, unsettled in this world and needed to be shown, like, the pathway towards the true afterlife so they would stop being a poltergeist and haunting people. And here in this last movie, yeah, Zelda just sort of like, I'll show him where he needs to go. You guys go be a loving family. And, and as like, you pointed out before, I was like, That's all why you, you, you could have really just, you could have shut down this poltergeist haunting two movies ago if you just sort of, like, said... I also didn't really get the thing with the necklace, like... It never really was explained, and then Kane really wanted it at one point, and it's like, wait, why do you want this necklace? Well, the, so nec- the only thing I knew about the necklace was that it was the guy in the second movie. The Native um, American. The Native American guy was uh, Taylor. Taylor, yes. yeah. Taylor. A very like, Native American name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Taylor. <laughs> and, uh, Pat. Yeah. Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Class A. <laughs> like, Taylor had, he kind of put some mojo in all the into like a necklace or something or, or a stick or something in a stick yeah and he, and he helped with, and he helped defeat Kane slash the beast uh, with that oh man that scene with yeah. them floating in in the yeah. other world the family yeah. oh yeah and then yeah. the grandmother comes God. out like an angel they had like a really good special effects person doing the first two and then I, they couldn't yeah. afford him for the third one so they went with somebody else which is why the special effects are like kind of well I mean they're not as bad as what the end of two that's awful with them oh, yeah. floating through the other yeah. world I don't know. I like. I just started cackling out loud at myself. I was yeah. like, "What the fuck is?" Can you imagine like being Craig T. Nelson and being like given that direction to be like, "Just kick your legs." Yeah, you're like, "We're gonna put you in wires and lift you yeah. off the ground." Just and, like, kick just... your legs. You're floating in heaven with your family. They're like, "We promise this is like, this is gonna look amazing later." They yeah, go, like, like a, the movie, like a like... Jesus music video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna land a TV show called Coach out of this moment. <laughs> That's probably why. It'll be on the air for five seasons. <laughs> Your team will win Emmys. That's now kick. 
That's probably kick, why. Coach, kick. Kick your way towards those Emmys. Kick, kick your way to the Emmys. <laughs> That's probably why I decided to do coach, because he probably saw Poltergeist too. He's like, fuck this. I'm not going to keep doing movies, and this is the shit I'm going to do. Everyone had like a glow behind them, too. I was just like, yeah. oh. Well, then the dead grandmother comes out. Yeah, and she's, she's like, like an angel. She's dressed in like, you know, Flowy the white so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she looked like a Christmas so tree ornament. Oh fuck! She did actually. She looks like my parents' Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> she looks like the angel that we put on the top of our tree. Yeah, basically. This is so, yep. like, so one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, and so, I watch a lot of shit. <laughs> yes. So, so, so I'm sorry. Let me after this. Let me revise. So my my key three t- my my key takeaway from uh, Poltergeist three is that the ending of Poltergeist two sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I feel like we should end the yeah, show yeah. right now. Yes. And there you have it, folks. Poltergeist 3. Yeah, Poltergeist 3. All right. So, so we will we'll see you all next time. We'll see you next I won't, time. I won't. I was a guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, come back. Come back sometime. We're yeah, not going to we'll get Lara Flynn Boyle anytime soon. Super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll have back another time. <laughs> Yeah, come on back next time. Thanks we'll watch. for the mo- thanks for the selection. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for showing us the speaking spell too. Good man. times. You're welcome. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.